everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my co-anchor, sister, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. We're so happy to be here. This is our live stream for Thursday night, and we're just right. we're glad to be here, huh? Right. I don't know. I love our live streams. You know, we Me have spent so much time on live radio yeah and when we you know i love our pre-recorded shows they're really a lot of fun but i always miss being live and having people to talk with i love the chat i love people showing up to say hi and you know yeah like immediate um interaction i love so yeah me too absolutely so how's it going you know it is good we're getting ready to go camping. We're leaving in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> We've been through this whole saga with our van. So we have a camper van. And we finally decided to put the money into it to get some stuff fixed. Some of the systems don't work, like the water. And we had a little electrical problem. And the, the propane yeah. tank has a problem stuff. God love them. These guys that are working on it. I mean, they're good at their job. But they are literally... <laughs> worst communicators I've ever met in my whole life. Oh, dear. And we have had, and I think we're the people, you know, do you ever have a person where, like, whatever you do for a living, like, if something's going to go wrong, it's going to happen with this customer, like, every uh -huh. friggin' time. We're that customer for them mm. every time. Including, I've been pissed at them because we didn't, couldn't go camping last weekend because they didn't have it done, and so then this week they had it because the last thing they were supposed to do was install a backup camera on it because mm -hmm. we have a we have a, a trailer to pull with it now and I can't see behind it at all. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I called them this morning. I'm like, hey, really need to come get that van. And they're like, yeah, so about that backup camera, the one that we ordered for you was defective. So we tried to install it and couldn't. We had to order another Oh, good I'm like, lord! Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> so we go in there, and the manager, you know, they're like kissing our butts because they know we're mad. And they're like, "Look, <laughs> you don't even have to pay your bill today. Just take it and go camping. Just go have fun. Bring it back in on Monday. That camera's supposed to be here tomorrow. We're gonna get it all. You know, they're like, <laughs> all the we're gonna get it all fixed up. And don't you worry." <laughs> Oh, so we finally got it back, but it has taken forever. And I'm like, you know, I'm glad you're good at fixing stuff because you are terrible at communication. You and I, I don't want to be sexist about it, but let's just get real. They need a woman running the front desk yeah. of that place because mm -hmm. it's all men. And the one guy that's supposed to be running the front desk. Lord have mercy, people. Lord mm -hmm. have mercy. <laughs> Yikes. Well, yeah. I'm glad you got it back anyway. And it, uh, well, you know. me too. And, you know, nearly pretty much everything's fixed, except there's no backup camera. Um, but we'll have yeah. that next week, apparently. So, well, good. Big yikes. But <laughs> I'm glad you'll have it. Oh, my back. gosh. Good. I've had so good. many conversations with these guys now. They're probably like, oh, God, it's that Brower woman again. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. I did well, go a little Pfeiffer on them last week. Yeah. So, so that's a phrase that I, in our family, our grandmother, our mom's mom, was the sassiest and dare I say, naughtiest lady you ever met. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, 
And she would tell people off kind of right and left. You you didn't want to go out to eat with her. That's what I'm saying. You better uh, plan on tipping double to make up for what she did. She's always the one that's going to be nasty to the mm-hmm. wait stuff. But time. also always the one that's going to have something screwed up. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's just it's like it's the karma of the whole deal. Yeah. So uh, we had developed that phrase. Her last name was Pfeiffer. So years ago, we developed that phrase that, uh, you know, if you have to go Pfeiffer on somebody's ass, that's, you know. In deep trouble because we have those genes we have a little more control over them than she did but they're in here yeah and if it needs to happen it's mm-hmm. going to happen yeah mm-hmm. well i am on the board of our softball association for the little girls and yeah. we are really struggling with the city over the fields like really struggling like mm-hmm. it's a daily back and forth. The poor, the other two women that are on this board, they are wonderful. They are rock stars. They don't know how to become confrontational with men. Oh, they are <laughs> well, very much from a culture where that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And we have had so many conversations. And one of them said to me last night, I wish I had your confidence dealing with people. I just don't, I, I I'm trying, I'm pulling it out, but I just, and I said, oh, honey, my grandma. <laughs> you just don't know what kind of stock we this have come from here. Born into me by grandma mm-hmm. and the mama, you know. Mm-hmm. But, oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, but it's been really hard for them. But uh, honestly, I've talked enough shit and empowered them enough that um, the director this morning called the mayor and gave him an earful about what's <laughs> happening with us. And heads have literally rolled all day long, and it looks like we're going to get what we need now. So I couldn't be prouder. So good job. (laughs) Train them well. Right. Well, we want to welcome some chatters into the room. We've got Patsy, Innocuous, Bianca, JR, Mood Ring Eyes. I love that. Mm -hmm. I I can only imagine. That reminds me of Micah's eyes. My son, he has Mood Mm -hmm. Ring Eyes. RJ, Cammie, Renee, Tara, Cammie. Just happy to see you guys all here. Mm -hmm. I had Cammie twice. Tammy, you got the double hello. She did. <laughs> well, it's only because she said something funny. She said uh, about the uh, RV place, she said, they have yeah. your number on a post note by the phone and they play rock, paper, scissors to who has to answer. <laughs> right. I wouldn't be at all surprised. They're like, no, no, no. They're Someone trying else. so hard because they know we are pissed. <laughs> but, you know, as long as we go <laughs> camping and everything that they supposedly fixed is fixed, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Hey, Keg. Well, right. I'm sure they're just like, please, please tell me there's some good news for these people. Yeah. 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 Well, at least they did like, you know, fix the plumbing, the leak in the plumbing and they fixed the passenger side mirror, which is such, oh my gosh. It Mm. just, you push it out and then it works its way in and then you push Mm. it out and it works its way in and it has driven me nuts for two years and they did fix that. So kudos. I think it's going to be okay. Good news. Well, hello, Elizabeth and Cranky. Well, we drove out to the camping site today to check it out, and it looks great out there. Yay. Can't wait. Yeah, looks great. Yeah, we're not going to camp. We're going to go out and sit around the campfire. We've had a hellacious week, and it's not even anywhere near over yet. So Uh it just didn't happen. Hey, Justin. Okay. The brother-in-law is in the house. He is. We'll take it. Awesome. (laughs) <laughs> wow, I like it. Music and I don't know. <laughs> so I Thursday mean, night around here. Big question we ask on Thursday night always is mm-hmm. what did you make for dinner? Right. You know, uh I made Costa Vida for dinner. 
<laughs> which means we picked up well close to for dinner. Yeah. Good job. You guys tell me what you made for dinner. We have made nothing. I can't even fathom. I don't know, but that's going to be up to Scott and Mars. They're going to have to well, figure it out go. because uh, I got nothing. And my claim to fame is that I washed the dishes today. So, uh, you know, I feel like hey. the cool guy in the house. I'm impressed. And I also feel like I should not have to be the one that dirties the kitchen. No. Agreed. That's what I'm Justin, thinking. we wish you were camping too. So, yeah. you, know, you better come up and visit. There is that. So, I'm going to be honest. We don't have a topic tonight. It didn't materialize. And that's what it tells me is that you need to tell me. So, that's mm-hmm. kind of what we had in mind. Ooh, Cranky had pizza. Cranky, I'll be right out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, more pizza. Ooh. Greek food, Buffalo oh, for God's sakes. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> B-dubs is one of my favorites, whoever Egg is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had, I had a string cheese. I did have a string cheese. Uh, <laughs> ordered Greek. Oh, I wish we could order Greek food. You guys, I live in a town with four subways. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you could choose from here. Subway and Walmart. Take your pick. I mean, there's more than that, but really. It's a college town. There's a lot of fast food and not a lot else. But oh, look at this. RJ's just showing off now. Chicken, potato skins with bacon and cheese, green beans, and corn. Dude, RJ, oh, and I will Tara. Be Tara, pork chop, chicken, potatoes, green beans. Okay, these people are tearing it up. I got to tell you, by Thursday, I'm like, I have no idea. All my ideas for what to cook for dinner are, yeah. I've used them all. Yeah. Yeah. Our mess had ham, rolls, mashed potatoes, rice, and broccoli. You guys. It's like Sunday dinner over there. Wow. Right. And Bianca had Vietnamese pho soup. Yo. Ooh, pho. I love pho. Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth we likes the she, she has her choice. Okay. Listen to me, Elizabeth. I really want to come there. And the reason I want to come there is because I want to go to your awesome cemeteries. Some of the most haunted cemeteries in the world are in New Orleans, and I really, right. really want to go. So when we come, just be ready to take, take us on the tour. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have been there, and I have been to a couple of the cemeteries, and they are really cool. Mm-hmm. Although this was pre-Katrina, so I don't know how things are now. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's awesome. I love it. So, you know, back to... Uh, we just wondered, we, we'll do some readings for you guys for sure tonight as well. So you're mm-hmm. welcome to throw them up. I noticed somebody threw a reading up a little bit earlier and said she didn't know if this was the right place for that, but uh, it certainly is. So it is. And that was we'll Tara. When we look at Tara, is it Tara or Tara? I honestly, I hate to, this one drives me crazy because I know if, if it is Tara or it is Tara, you're connected to it. And so if I'm saying it wrong, please tell me. I there honestly you know. hate saying your name's wrong. It bugs the heck out of me. So mm-hmm. yes. Cranky says we need a field trip. I'm I'm down. Don't we? Bianca says, let's talk about cemeteries. Well, why don't we? (laughs) We love talking about cemeteries. I know. We're weird like that. We were raised by a mom who used to take us to cemeteries for fun. Mm -hmm. Now you wonder why we're true crime podcasters. (laughs) Right. I'll tell you guys about a cemetery. It's a cemetery Mm -hmm. and past life story. Yes. Ooh, this is a good one. I know this story. So there is a town, a little tiny town, a ways from here, what, about 150 miles from here or so, 200 miles, called Lava Hot Springs. Itty bitty Mm -hmm. place. 
And as you can imagine, it has hot springs. <laughs> mm. We have lots of hot springs in Idaho because we're very yeah, volcanic. Very volcanic. And it's a neat little town, the second. So it is Tara. Is that right? I don't know what I said first now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Tara. And if it's wrong, say, no, bitch. It, that's wrong. <laughs> I think you said Tara or Tara. So Tara I think Tara. it's Tara. So we're going to go on Tara. Okay. There we go. Hopefully it's right. Or now we've just completely screwed it up. Right. Do this tar as in the La Brea tar pits or Tara as in Tara piece of paper. There you go. It's all I could think of for reference. Just like I'm starting to hate you both. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So back to Lava Hot Springs. So oh, yeah. Lava Hot Springs is a neat little town. And we are connected to it through polygamy. So remember that we hail from Mormons. Yes. You know, and our great, great and great, greatish grandparents on both sides of our family were polygamous. And so, yes, we're correct. Okay. Woohoo. Got it. All right. It was La Brea Tar Pits. <laughs> if anyone was playing the game, I don't, I just made up the game. You, you were know. the only one playing the game, but you I won, was, yeah, so. I won the game. <laughs> Excellent job. <laughs> so, Anyway, so we feel very connected to Lava anyway, because uh, our, on our mom's side, there, uh, ways back in our lineage, there was uh, one husband with two wives, and one of them lived near where we live, and the other one lived in Lava Hot Springs, because mm-hmm. it was illegal at that point to be polygamous, and so they would <laughs> dump families. Now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when they first started polygamy, it wasn't, but then it became illegal because it was a problem, you know, because, you know. People thought that marrying 14-year-olds was just kind of effed up, which, you know. Turns out wrong. That was wrong. Uh, This one only had two wives. On our dad's side, a few generations back, he had eight wives. Yeah. Eight, man. There are lots and lots of people around here with the same last name as us, only we're not, we don't know Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. It's because they were from a different wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so much. Well, and on that, he had eight wives and two of them were sisters. Which I just think is even weirder. But anyway, but one of them's uh, her husband uh, divorced her because she was kind of crazy. So this guy married her. Anyway, different part of that story. Not even part yeah. of the story. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lava Hot Spring. We have been there lots of times as kids and as adults. And I started dreaming about this church in Lava Hot Springs. And dreaming about it a lot. And the dream, and I know where the church is. It's a really old church in that town, an old Mormon church. And in my dream, I got uh, married in that church. And it was so clear to me. I had a yellow dress. I had uh, my uh, husband, we were very young. And he, like, you know, probably 18, 20. And he was a soldier. And he got married in his uh, military uniform. Mm-hmm. And I just, I kept uh, dreaming about that place, about the wedding. I knew the entire layout of that building. And every time we go to Lava, I would make Scott drive over there. And I, we would just sit outside in the car. I just wanted to sit there for a minute, you know, and just look at it and feel it because I just kept dreaming about it. And then serendipitously, Christy's wife, Rhonda's parents had their 50th wedding anniversary party at that church because they got married there. Yeah. 
And we got to go inside and I knew every square inch of that place. It was just such a cool experience. So what the hell does this have to do with cemeteries? I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. At one point, after I'd started dreaming about this church, we were hanging out with our mom in Lava, who remember, you know, cemetery whore. So mm-hmm. we had gone to the cemetery. And this is an old, 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 old cemetery up on the hill mm-hmm. overlooking the town like it's cool. And the minute we walked into that cemetery, I said, I'm buried here. I am buried in the cemetery. I know I am. And mm-hmm. I wandered and wandered and wandered. My name was Sarah. I know that. I don't know what my last name was, but my name was Sarah. I wandered and looked at every Sarah grave and just sat with it for a while. And I never did find the exact grave I felt like was mine. Um, people were losing patience with my nonsense. and <laughs> We're ready to go shopping and swimming and eating. Uh, but I, I know, I know that I am buried there. It's just such an amazing feeling. I can't explain it mm-hmm. except for that. It feels like home. It feels melancholy. It feels mm-hmm. homesick, but I know I am there. So I have that connection to that church and just that, that town. I think that it was the life that I had before this one. Yeah. Because I, the, the church itself was built in something like 1910. And so I think that I got married around 1920. I think that my husband in that lifetime was a World War I soldier. So gotcha. anyway, that is, so there's a cemetery story for you that uh, is just really, that one is just weird. For it's, I, I can't give you the exact feeling of just knowing with every ounce of me that I'm buried there, but Mm -hmm. I am, we should go back when, you know, we don't have kids crying to eat lunch to, you know, like really. Right. See if we can figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. At one point I had gone to find a grave and found all of the Sarah's, you know, to Mm -hmm. try to uh, see which one you felt. Yeah. To try to pin it down a little bit better. But anyway, so there's one for you. Love it. Love it. Yeah. That's kind of lots that of people in the chat theory. have been to see some really cool cemeteries. Right. Jimi Hendrix, Cami, Bruce and Brandon Lee. Yeah. Seattle does have beautiful cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. I think <laughs> he's been to Colonial Williamsburg in Virginia and the Huguenot yes. Cemetery in St. Augustine, Florida. That's awesome. See, we've done a lot of the Western stuff because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, that's where we live. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that's actually really cool to me. I would love to go to London as well and go to all of their mm-hmm. cemeteries. Oh, RMS says that would be a cool video. It really would to go and, and, you know, I could show you that church and tell the whole story and show you the cemetery. Oh, Thank we should you do for that. A super good idea. Let's do it. And then we'll have lunch and go swimming. Uh-huh. <laughs> and shop best thai restaurant ever in that town mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. and cute little metaphysical stores and mm-hmm. yeah it's a fun place yeah. it is a fun place it's also a weird, crazy place you don't want to live there the energy there is really mm-hmm. intense it's a good mm-hmm. place to visit but the people who live there have a tendency to get a little wackadoodle mm-hmm. yeah for sure Oh, Elizabeth went to college in Athens, Ohio. She said they had an old cemetery where the graves were in a circle. Ooh. Ooh interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Like in a circle is in like a spiral. 
Is that what you mean? I'm that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> Did you see that? Aaron says, I grew up next to a cemetery. Quiet oh. neighbors are the best. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Oh, Bianca's been to Boot Hill and Tombstone. Well, which one? Oh, right. <laughs> I think the big tombstone in uh the big, the big boot hill in Arizona. Yeah. Oh, the Bisbee, Arizona. Or Arizona Cemetery has a playground. That's actually so cool. I love that. Concentric circles. That's really cool. Oh, wow, Elizabeth. That is really interesting. I'm going to have to look that up. We went to, last year, one of my daughter's uh, best friend's dad died. And we had been to the service. And I was going back over, you know, with permission from his wife, to take some of the flowers from the graveside to preserve and to pour into resin for her. And Mm -hmm. so we left the luncheon a little early and we drove back over to the cemetery and they weren't done over there. So we actually had the opportunity to wait in the car and watch them like do the actual burying the casket part. That was interesting. The the girls in my Mm. car were a little bit horrified. They were kind of scared. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of interesting to watch them like lower it down into the vault and they had a backhoe that they used to put the lid on it and then they started burying it. And yeah. Wow. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Oh, Cranky says they have effigy mounds where she lives. They're from ancient indigenous people who lived here. Wow. Ooh, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Oh, JR said in Queens, where she grew up, there's a cemetery where a bunch of mobsters are buried. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I love cemeteries because the energy is so interesting in them. Mm -hmm. You can get a real feel for like what kind of community do people come from and time frame and stuff like that. Like, I don't find them scary or Mm -hmm. like weird at all. I think you just feel sort of the energy of the people there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? The only time I've ever been scared in a cemetery was when we were kids. We had this big family reunion that would happen every year. And right up the road from where it was a camping trip. And oh, right up the road from there was this really old cemetery. Like, we should go check it out again. We really old. should and go see what it actually is. Mm-hmm. We were probably trampling on stuff that we shouldn't have oh, been trampling probably. So our older cousins would always drag us up there at night to play Ghost in the Graveyard or Hide and Go Seek. Or run away with all the flashlights and leave the kids scared um, up on the top of the hill. Up on the the hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can remember having some terrifying experiences up there, but they were all based on yeah. what people did, not to... Running as mm-hmm. fast as we could in the dark, trying not to trip mm-hmm. and fall. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're we should go back and... up there and see what that was because I, I never really understood what it was. We should also who the hell were the adults that were letting us do that? Seriously. <laughs> Our parents mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like really, that must be a really old cemetery for that area, you know? Mm-hmm. Now we have to go. Now we have to go check it out. Well, yeah, because it just had kind of like a wire fence around it. Remember that? Yeah. Just to and keep like the cows gate. out. It was like in a pasture. Yeah, it was just fenced off. That might even be private property, actually. It might but be. Yeah. Anyway, scary. Yeah. Our cousins are mean, and they were scary. Mm-hmm. They scared the hell out of us. They did. Yeah, but other than that, I've never been afraid in the cemetery. No. No, me either. I don't really feel that at all. No. Well, okay. Let's get to some readings. 
Well, why don't we? We're going to cut it a little bit short tonight because I'm a guest on another show uh, at eight o'clock mountain time. So I got to be out of here before that. So I can, uh, you know, reset myself and be ready for Kelly's show over at one, two radio. So I'll tell you guys mm-hmm. how to find it. If you want to come over and listen, Kelly is a dear friend of ours and we always have fun with her. Yeah. So let's run all the way back up to Tara's question. Okay. She said, I think this works by posting this question. Yes, it does. My dad was murdered and my mother died about two years ago. And I think I have lots of attachments still from the past. Can you clear them? So Christy, I I mean, that sounds like a lot of trauma. Do you want to take a look at that for Tara? I certainly will, Tara. I'm so sorry for the way that you lost your family. But yeah, that attachments are kind of my gig and and trauma work is definitely something that I do. So I'm going to do some energy work for you and let Katie move on. And then I'll talk a little bit about what I cleared for you. Okay. Okay. All righty. The next question actually was a clearing too. I'm going to get back to it. Oh, actually, Cammie. Cammie said, my husband's parents have passed. Mom when he was 18 and dad when he was 24. Yikes. That is brutal to lose your parents that young. I'm wondering if they approve of or would have liked me. We have been together for 24 years now. Well, his mom's like literally uh, kind of doing the pick me uh, thing for me. So I'm going to pick her (laughs) and get her opinion, Cammie. Oh, she has got exuberance to spare. And she pointed, she said she is the best thing that has ever happened to my son. Yeah. She says that you uh, have really helped him heal his wounds and that you take care of him in a way that uh, she approves of and, and wishes that, you know, she'd been around to be a part of that. She also says she thinks that you guys would have been great friends. Yeah. Well, you want to be on the good side of the ghost mother-in-law, right? <laughs> I'm teasing, but truly, <laughs> Tammy, she loves you. She does. And father-in-law certainly agrees. I mean, he's, you know, she's happy. He's happy. It's all good. Yep. I love that. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So, Tara, yeah, you definitely have a lot of, a lot of things to work on and I want to let you know that if you want to work more with me, come see me on the Purple Ocean app. Um, But I did clear an attachment to abandonment that I feel like really needed to be cleared there. There's a lot of trauma work to be done, and I can't do it all at once because I don't want to put you in a downward spiral. We have to do it slowly as you're ready. But I did feel you were ready to let that one go. So I balanced your energy body. And I cleared an attachment to abandonment that I suspect is affecting other areas of your life as well. So I just wanted to let you know I worked on that and I would love to work with you more over on Purple Ocean. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big piece. Okay. Wonderful. So Bianca said that she has been dreaming a lot of her deceased loved ones lately Wondered if we had a message from her grandmas or her dad. So I'll take that one. But Christy, let's get you going on something else here in the meantime. Let's see. I'm scrolling. (laughs) Somebody 
asked about their 10-year-old, and now I can't find it. They needed a, oh, a yeah. clearing. She wondered if some clearing work would help her 10-year-old daughter. Who's, oh, here it is. It's Rebecca. She said, uh, would some kind of cleansing, clearing, help my 10-year-old daughter who's dealing with trauma? Yeah, definitely, Rebecca. Let me take a look at that. So I will uh, take a look and see what I clear there. Okay, I'll take a look at Bianca's question. Looking for a message from, you know, your dad came in, Bianca, but so did uh, two grandmas. And honestly, they're a little more pushy than he is. Yeah, I think he's going to defer and just let grandma, this, this one particular grandma come in. She says there's been a lot of uh, <laughs> conversations about you. That's nice. <laughs> she said uh, that you've been kind of struggling with yourself, you know, just kind of trying to figure yourself out. And she says you're doing so much of it without guidance from your elders because they're gone. And so they have been trying really hard to support you, to bring you uh, the kind of peace that you need. She also said that she needs to release you from some guilt. Um, I'm guessing this is about a change in belief system. But she wants you to know that you are doing just fine. But she says they're coming through in dreams a lot. Uh, she said they actually have come through in dreams a lot in the past anyway, but you haven't always uh, really, you know, recognized them or remembered them. But right now, she said you're just you're way on top of it and you're picking everything up. But it's really just a lot of support. But it's also a blessing. She, she actually did this. She said she's giving you her blessing. So. However you choose to move forward, whether this is your belief system or how you, you know, conduct your life, they're just here to support you. There's no judgment in any way. They're just here to do what you need them to and support you. So I want you to know that. Um, lots of heart healing going on between you and your dad as well. I feel like there's just a, there's a real softness and sweetness to him that I don't know if he had that in life or not. I'm not sure that he did. But uh, lots of uh, sweetness coming from him and just, you know, literal like support, like lifting you up. So because you have all of these ancestors coming in close, talk to them and ask them for help. Give them jobs. They want to be here to help, but they can't really do much without your permission. So tell them what you need them to do. I would definitely be putting them on, especially your dad, on supporting your kids, on supporting those boys and giving them you know, some uh, marching orders about what you want them to do or, you know, what the kids need to have their support. You've got a big team there. Utilize them. Well, it's such an awesome thing to realize. And I think we were lucky in realizing it because we've had a lot of loss in our mm -hmm. family. And I'll tell you, like, we were just trying to get a mortgage on our house recently. And Rhonda's like, oh, I already put your dad on that. I totally told your dad, like, hey, we need your help because our dad my dad was really, really good with money. Like he could just make money appear mm -hmm. anytime he needed anything. And, she, and she's like, oh, we're, we're going to get this mortgage. And we did. We totally did. And it was really easy. She's like, it's fine. I put your dad on it. I knew he'd do it. And, and he totally did. Mm -hmm. I don't have any doubt that he helped because, you know, yeah. sometimes those things can be really challenging. And this time it was like mm -hmm. super easy. We hardly felt like we had to do anything. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So don't forget that. And that was totally his gift. Yeah. Well, it does, it was, but, yeah. yeah. But money was definitely one of his gifts. So I did finish with Rebecca's daughter and, you know, her root chakra was so unstable. And so she wasn't feeling super safe inside of her body and just in the world in general. 
So I did stabilize her energy body and clear and balance her energy. And let's see how that does, Rebecca. But I, I do feel that will help a lot. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Oriana had a breakdown last work at, or last Friday at work, crying uncontrollably. She says she doesn't know why it happened. She's feeling better now, but she's just wondering why. Do you have any thoughts for her? Yeah. I just feel like you just sort of like the dam broke, you know, I feel like it was a, an anxiety attack that happened from, I just feel like Oriana, you have so much pressure on you in every area of your life and your body just could not manage it anymore. Like your body was like, that's freaking it. So I do feel like some better self-care and some, more stress management of really expressing yourself mm-hmm. clearly um, and saying what you feel and what you need more often will help keep that from happening again. Cause it's sort of like you stuffed and stuffed and stuffed until the explosion occurred. That that's what it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. So it's just a reminder to be expressing yourself along the way and really seeking out situations that reduce your stress. Even if you have to set some boundaries with people, which I feel like you do. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry that happened. I know. Me too. That's miserable. So JR says her grandfather, Emmanuel, left grandma back in the 60s or 70s. Was he living a double life? He did. He was. Yeah. He had, I think he had two sets of wives and children. Yeah. That really resonates with me. Yep. Hey, we're we're from polygamous stock. We totally understand this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He did, Chair. That's really interesting. You know, if you do your DNA, you may start coming across some cousins that uh, are, you know, like first cousins that you didn't know you had or second cousins that you didn't know you had. But it, and maybe, maybe not. I think they may have been in another country. But yeah, there was there was something happening there. You're absolutely correct. The sister mm-hmm. is in the house. We keep promising we're going to get Kara on a show with us soon. Rhonda wants to, too. See, the four, the Psychic yeah. Sisters used to be a foursome. Yeah. And one of these days, we're going to do a Psychic Sisters show with you guys, with all four of us. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to love it, or you're going to be like, my God, those girls never shut up. But I don't know. <laughs> Overwhelming. Yes. Well, when we first started radio, we would have to actually get Kara just a little tipsy to get her on the radio. But I'm confident she can do it. Yeah. I am, too. 100%. Yeah. But, you know, she's been working. Her dumb work is so busy. Right. But we'll get yeah. there. Dumb job. So Brittany said, uh, she said, we talked last week about my dog, Bubs. I ended up euthanizing her on Thursday night late. Honey, I am so dang sorry. Oh, she was so ready, though. You know. She said, I'm grieving more than I thought I would have. I just want to know how she is and who she's with. I will gladly take a look at that. Christy. Gary or Jerry, do you think? Gary, I think. Gary. Mm-hmm. Gary says, why have I always felt like I was dropped off here from somewhere else and that I'm a foreigner on Earth? Ooh, you're not loading that, Gary. Do you no, want to take I that know. one? And I'm going to peek in with Bob's. You know, interest, interestingly enough, Gary, you are not even the 10th person to tell me that. Let me yeah. tell you why. In my estimation, because do I know 100% of everything about this? No. Does everyone? Does anyone? No. Here's what I see. What I see 
is that there are different kinds of souls on earth. We don't all look the same on the energy plane. I've been reading energy bodies for 14 years. And I will tell you that there's sort of like the standard, the majority of people look like this energy body. And then there are some other groups where maybe I've only seen two or three people that look like this or that. My theory, and it is a theory because I don't even know how I could possibly know the answer to this, really, is that we don't all come from the same place. And that some of us are not as like the general population as others, if that makes sense. And I think it does because that's what you're feeling. It's not that there's anything wrong with you. It is that you are fundamentally different. And I feel like for a lot of people that I've worked with with this issue, when you can kind of just go, okay, that's actually very true. I, I do feel fundamentally different. And not try to force yourself into any boxes here on earth. And just be who you are and allow people who, you know, love you for who you are be in your life and not try to fit into anything that doesn't work for you you'll feel better because mm -hmm. you're not really a foreigner. You're just, you're more like a minority in the, in the energy plane. So I feel like you came from your origin place is different than most other people on the planet. Mm -hmm. There are other people like you. I have seen other people with energy bodies like yours. Mm -hmm. um, a so lot you're not of people like that. I uh, really resonate with Pleiadian. Like being pleading. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's definitely one of them. Yeah. So, you know, seeking out other people that feel the same way because there are people out there and the internets are a great place to look for people like that. You will I feel like you might find a group of people who feel the same about that. So but I just want to validate for you that that, that is not there's nothing wrong with you. You just no. literally are a little bit different. Yeah. And it's okay to just be you. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Okay, yeah. perfect. Thank you. All right, Brittany, I checked in with, with Miss Bubs, and she's doing good. I She's with a dog and a cat, and there's also an older man with her. She's doing good. She showed me this big relief in my rib cage is where I felt it, like all the way around my rib cage, like she could take a full deep breath, you know, and not that I actually breathe out of body, but she didn't have the pressure you know, uh, a huge relief for her. Uh, she wanted me to make you a promise though. And the promise she made is that she's not going to leave you. She's planning on staying really close. She's got these others around her, you know, that helped her transition, but she's not leaving your side. She's telling me that she's going to stay close by and be an animal, like an animal spirit guide for you and just continue to be by your side. So Know that she's close. I know it's not the same in any way. And I'm going to tell you a couple of things about grieving animals. Uh, first of all, it's no different than grieving people. And people who, you know, have had a human loss, uh, that's horrible and hard too. But it is with animals. They are so much a part of your everyday life, your routine, everything you do revolves around their care of when they're gone. It is an enormous change in your life. And so, Please, please do everything you can to get enough sleep. Grief is incredibly exhausting and painful physically. So take really good care of your body and get enough rest. And also 
be careful that you're not giving too much of your energy to people who don't understand because you do or you don't. And people that aren't really animal people, they don't get the gravity of losing an animal like this. They just don't. And they will say they rude as shit. It's been a week. Aren't you over that yet? You know, or it was just a dog, you know? Yeah. And of course this was much more than just a dog. This was a sentient being who shared a large part of your heart for a long time. And she's going to stay there, but give Mm -hmm. yourself that time that you need to grieve. And her promise to you is that she's going to stay right by you. So we can check in with her anytime that you want, but I want you to know that she's really close. I think occasionally you will smell her or maybe even get a sense of her, you know, walking down the hallway and be like, Whoa, ah, okay. She's close. I have a little, well, I had a little kitty named Skittles Mm -hmm. and Skittles I only had her a couple of years and and she got sick and passed away. She was an American bobtail and she was white, but she had a little fuzzy black tail, kind of looked like a bunny tail. And so you'd see her skitter around a corner up the stairs, you know, and you'd see that little black tail go. And for a long time, years after Skittles died, I still would see that little tail go around the corner occasionally out of the corner of my eye. Like I knew she was around. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. So sweet. Yeah. Okay. Let's each take one more. Okay. And then we'll have to get out of the way here. Well, darn it. So uh, MJ said, I want to start having children in the next two years. Is there anything I need to work on or clear before I get pregnant? Hmm. Do you want to take that one? Yeah. You're a little better with the pregnancy stuff than I am. Oh, I can get people pregnant. Man, can I get people pregnant. And she doesn't mean that in the literal sense, just so y'all know. No, but if you're doing infertility stuff, and I don't think you will, MJ, but um, if that's the case, uh, I have thoughts for you. <laughs> ah, we've been really successful with that, actually. It's crazy. Like, oh, I can get people pregnant. <laughs> uh-huh. MJ, there are three, three little ones that are waiting on you. Two girls and one boy. Not totally clear what order they come in. It might be girl, girl, boy. That's kind of what I'm seeing right now. I yeah. Um, as far as you, like anything you need to clear, I don't see anything. Is there anything you need to work on? Not really. I feel like it would be good for you to just spend a little time revisiting your own childhood and just thinking about things you would want to do as a parent and things that you wouldn't want to do as a parent and just kind of get clear on that. I feel like you're gonna be a fantastic mama. So I have no worries about you at all. But yeah, there's there's little ones waiting. They're ready. Awesome. So, so Aaron, I, I was working on Aaron's question. I don't know if I was supposed to be, but I am. <laughs> Aaron <laughs> I says, right. what's something I could be good at? I'd like to build some confidence. Here's the thing, Aaron. You are one of those people that people feel better in your presence. Sometimes you know the right words to say. Sometimes it is just literally physically sitting next to you that they feel better. You have this calming, grounding, clearing energy about you. So I feel like working with people who are in any kind of crisis or who have experienced any kind of trauma will be good for you to do because it's simply, it's almost like you don't even have to do anything but be present. And you can certainly learn skills, you know, to learn how to help. And, you know, if you want to work at a domestic violence center or something like that, I feel like you could be really good in that area because you are such a calming, grounding presence. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that for her actually yeah, so much. Me too. Yeah. All righty, you guys. So we're going to have to duck because I am a guest on a show here at eight o'clock. So here in uh, what, eight minutes over at one, two radio.com. So if you want to come over and listen, you just go to literally number one, number two radio.com and click the listen now button. And I will be live with my friend Kelly on her show, which is called bitch splaining. And I don't even know what our topic is tonight. We Mm. Last time I was on her show, we we did an episode we called fat splaining, which was fantastic. But uh, I don't know that we're fat splaining tonight, but I will be bitch splaining something. So anyway, <laughs> if you guys want to come over and listen, you are welcome to come and join us. You guys are mm. awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Now, we watch for a couple of pop-ups this weekend. Oh, I have a really mm. fun one planned for you. And also keep an eye on Patreon. If you're a patron, we are doing JFK Conspiracies. It is mm-hmm. going to be awesome, and that will break tomorrow on Patreon. If you're not a patron and you want to be, just head over to our website, which mm-hmm. is truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com, and you'll find everything you need over there to, uh, you know, yeah. to join up. It, it's cheap, and it's just an extra way to get more content from us, and we do yeah. some special stuff over there that we don't do here. So anyway, that's going to be interesting, to say the very least. Sure will. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here, Christy. Thanks as always. You are awesome. This was a great mm-hmm. show. So you have been listening to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.